Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, His truth, and His saving love for His people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. We are Christians, but as Christians, we live in this world. We know that this world is not our home. We are waiting for that city that God is going to take us to, the new heavens and the new earth. But while we're still on this earth, we are very much of systems of this world and we have to contribute positively to this world. <clears throat> and one of the ways we, we do that is by thinking about things like the death penalty, how our criminal justice system functions. We should care very much about things like that because it affects us and we might have to appear before the criminal justice system. I just want to recap uh, and and say that the people would bring arguments against the death penalty, one of which is that the inequality before the law in our country, um, and that would then mean that um, people are not going to be treated equally. Uh, no doubt having a, a, a capital punishment-based system is going to prove challenging for any state. It it cannot be, though, uh, that if we have a, a poor criminal justice system, we, to, we should do away with a, a valid retributive means of dealing with horrendous crimes. We should not do away with it. Another argument is that innocent people will be sent to the gallows if capital punishment were in place. This is an argument from silence. If anyone knows of any innocent person who is convicted for murder and sentenced to life imprisonment at this very moment, why are they not fighting for their release? <clears throat> you know, if, if people know, and this is just a hypothetical case at best, it feels as if people are saying, if we had a perfect, infallible justice system, then it would be okay to have a capital punishment. And that's impossible. Even without excellent and excellent criminal justice system, the presumption of innocence doctrine and the doctrine of placing the onus on the state to prove an accused person's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt are designed to ensure that we have less guilty people outside of prison and less innocent people in prison. This is the best system to curb the mistake of sending wrong people to jail for matters they did not commit. It's not easy to prove someone's guilt. It's not easy to send an innocent person to jail. So the logic follows then that we are not going to have scores of innocent people on death row. We have very few and very rare cases where innocent people were found to have been innocent after they were proven guilty and wrongfully imprisoned by the courts. We have a a robust system to avoid this. The appeal courts, uh, the system of appeal, is there for us for this purpose. I would even argue, so far as to say, for a capital punishment system to work effectively and fairly, there should be mechanisms in place to avoid the mistake of executing people who could prove their innocence. For example, one, if someone is found guilty of murder, premeditated murder, 
the decision to send them to the gallows should only be made by a full bench of the High Court. Second, they should have automatic leave to appeal to the Supreme Court of Appeals and the Constitutional Court. This should not be a decision taken lightly because it cannot be corrected once taken. But the critics of our position don't deal with the consequences of an imposition of life imprisonment for an innocent person, even under the current system. That too cannot be corrected, you see. If someone spends 25 years or even over 25 years in prison and then comes out only to find out that they were innocent, what kind of life are they going to live? This too has massive problems. Also, how is it not inhumane and cruel to send people to jail, especially men, when our prisons are in the state they are in? It seems to me that the reasons used to reject the death penalty are self-destructing if not supportive of what they are against. There surely are methods, not only um, methods but reasons that do not constitute cruel, inhumane and degrading punishment when administering the death penalty. And so the death penalty is a powerful tool that could be used to deter crime, mete out justice, bring closure to the bereaved, save taxpayers money, and, you know, that is used to educate murderers and pay people to look after them. And ultimately, God allows it. And so I know people would argue. And I, I know that our view has problems, and I admit it, but I am satisfied that this view has less loopholes than the anti-death penalty view. It is acceptable and advisable to settle for a view that does not need that that does not address all the difficulties and challenges satisfactorily, but it should at least be the strongest of the alternative views. With such views, majority of us are influenced by our personalities, religious beliefs or non-religious beliefs, or cultural backgrounds, or experiences, traditions, our views on criminology and punishment and public opinion. But these they do not um, escape the, um, the consideration of, of, the courts, of the courts. And I think that when we think about what God says in his word as Christians, we should start there because I'm sure Christians w will not argue that the death penalty worked in Scripture. God allowed it. I think people would mostly say, but in our, in our current system, it will not work. But when you read uh, Genesis chapter 9, when you read Romans chapter 13, you will see plainly there that God allows for it. And all the reasons that people have against the death penalty... I understand the others that that are understandable. But if people are going to have reasons against God allowing it, then that is a problem. But remember what I said. This is not a hill to die on. It is a view and we have to carefully explain it because if someone is going to read a constitution and ask us why we believe what we believe, we have to tell them why we believe what we believe.